Hey, it's Sarah, and I have some exciting news for you before we jump into the podcast this week. Starting this coming Monday, that's May 13th, I'm going to be running a two-week pocket planner sprint inside of my course, Published with Purpose. This is where you learn how to create, format, and design a high-value, action-oriented journal or planner and sell it around the world on Amazon. We run a live round every single year in the fall, and then in the spring, I often run our pocket planner round. This is where you get templates to create an amazing pocket or journal planner of your choice in a four by six inch size. And you get templates and all of the swipe files that you need to create something incredible in a short amount of time. During this round, I'm doing something a little bit different and I'm offering asynchronous support. So that means that you'll get one-on-one email support from me during the two weeks to ask questions about your design, your idea, marketing strategies, and so much more. I would love to support you inside of Publish With Purpose and you can find full enrollment details over at publishaplanner.com forward slash enroll. Just make sure that you check it out and join before doors close on Monday, May 13th. You're listening to episode 113 of the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and today we're going to be talking about five things to organize and check on every quarter in your life and business. These are five things that are so important for not only your sanity, but to also make sure that your life and business is streamlined and running well so that you can focus on what matters most and live that life that you want to live. So let's go ahead and jump on into today's podcast. You're going to love these tips and these reminders, and I'm going to be sharing a little more details about how I do each one of them myself. Welcome to the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and this is the place to be to live a more mindful and productive life. If you're ready to turn daily chaos into calm and start your days with intention, then get ready to join me as we dive deep into mindful living and personal productivity. It's time to connect with your true self so you can live the life you want to live. And it all starts now. What's up, podcast fam? I'm so glad you're here back for another episode. And if you're coming on over here for the first time, then welcome to the Mindful Productivity community. Speaking of productivity, if you've been interested in learning how you can become more productive and mindful in your life, then make sure you're heading on over to mindfulproductivityblog.com. This is where you'll find even more resources, blog posts, and podcast episodes with everything you need to start your journey. And if you click on that courses button at the top of the website, you're going to be taken to all of my courses along with my free resource library called Productivity with Purpose. This is jam-packed with so many amazing things to help you fine-tune your habits, create a landing plan, and learn really important strategies for brain dumps and organizing your brain. So make sure you go on over there and check that out if you haven't already. Okay, so what's good? What are we going to be talking about today? Now, some of these may be reminders for you, but we all know that there's a big difference between receiving information and being like, that's cool, versus actually taking it, applying it, and doing it. So if one of these things is something that you're like, I know that, but you haven't been doing it, then now's your chance to show up to your life and do it and get it done, okay? So let's talk about your quarterly game plan. Do you have a quarterly game plan for your life and business? It can be incredibly helpful to organize your routine tasks, not only by daily and weekly, but also things that you may want to check in on quarterly. 
those things that need like, you know, a little checkup and a refresh will greatly reduce your stress and make you feel so much more organized. And on top of things, if you have a regular schedule and a reminder of when to do them. So today I want to take some time to go over these things that I try to do every single quarter in my life and business. The behind the scenes kind of stuff, you know, the stuff that's maybe not so glamorous, the stuff though that once you do it, you feel so, so good. Some of these things also may take you a while, right? Which is why it's great to block off a chunk of time or an entire day each quarter for these. And as you do them more often, you may find that some tasks are better if they're tended to monthly instead of quarterly. Play around with them and tweak them as needed. I like to add reminders in my phone or into a project management system to remind myself to do these things every single quarter. Number one, go through your phone and delete that horde of photos that I know that you've collected. The screenshots, the stories that Instagram autosaves to your phone. And hey, pro tip here, you could go into your Instagram settings and totally change that if you want. That can save a lot of room on your phone. The pictures of your dog, maybe. Okay, okay, I know, I'm not a monster. You can totally save some of these or upload them somewhere. But ask yourself, how many of these things do I really need and do I really need on my phone? This is a great time to see what you've snapped or saved as a reminder. I do this all the time. I'll take a screenshot of a product or a recipe that I want to use later, and then I totally forget about it. So this may be something that you actually need to do maybe more on like a weekly basis, but if you're if you're intentional about your photo saving and photo taking, and as you're taking photos, you can kind of check yourself and be like, is this something I need to delete right away or do I need to save it? I know for me, this always happens with my bulldog. I'll take like 5,000 pictures of her, and then I'll be like, wait a minute, how many do I really need to save? How many do I really need to send to my husband? He's probably seen every single angle of this dog, and so have I. So again, the more intentional you are with your photos and with your screenshots, the better. Now, there's a couple tips that I want to share with you in terms of getting rid of photos on your phone, right? And now I use an iPhone, so it does save photos and categorize them in different ways. I don't know what Android phones do because I don't use one. But what I first like to do is go into my screenshots folder and go through and see like what are all the things that I save. These are usually things that I think at the moment, at the time, are important. Sometimes these are just photos I really like. Sometimes these are things I'm snapping because I want to use them for inspiration or I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a cool idea, or I love the way that this ad did their photo spread. Maybe that's something that I'll look into doing, right? Or maybe there's a recipe. So again, go through all of your screenshots first, and that is a great place to start. Then you can also go through any selfies that you've taken, right? Your front-facing ones. Um, Oftentimes, there's tons of photos that I've accidentally taken where it's just my face. Have you guys seen that meme where it's like, what you see? And it's like a, a thing of hummus. And then it's like, what the hummus sees? And then it's this photo of this guy with like a double chin looking down at the hummus. There's so many photos on my phone of me just accidentally taking a photo because apparently I'm a grandma with my camera. But anyway, you can go through there and delete all of those too. This is also a place where, you know, if you're trying to get that right selfie, you end up with maybe 20 photos and then only really using one of them and you just don't delete them. So you can go in there. So I like to go into all the different categories first and delete my photos that way. And then I'll go back through and delete all my photos kind of as I go through. Right now, my phone is like a record capacity for photos. I have not done this in a hot minute. So 
it's going to take a while. And also, once you delete your photos, make sure you go into your delete folder and actually delete them because I know with the iPhone right now, it will actually save them for up to 30 days before they actually get taken off of your phone. So you may delete a bunch of photos and then you may not actually have any of that uh, hard drive space available to you. So that's really important to notice. So again, going through your photos on your phone every quarter at least can be a really great way to declutter your phone and it just feels way better when you go into your album and it doesn't say like 17,000 photos. You know what I mean? Okay, this next part that I'm going to share with you, part number two in quarterly things to do in your life and biz, is something I'm actually working on today during the time of this recording. And that is to go through your old brain dumps or your old notes pages for all of your creative ideas from the past quarter and really go through what you want to keep and what you want to let go of. One thing I love using is the Daily Productivity and Brain Dump book, and you can find this by going to mindfulproductivityblog.com or going on Amazon and searching for it. But this is something that I used almost I use almost daily, and it houses all of my ideas in one place. Now, many of these ideas then make their way either into Notion, which is something I use for notes, or kind of like mapping stuff out in greater detail with like links and things like that. Or you could put it in something like an idea spreadsheet and categorize everything. If you want to see how I do this inside my course, Organize Your Overwhelm, then you can go check that out over in my courses area. But essentially what you're doing during this time in your in the quarter is you're going through all these ideas and things that you had. Because I will tell you, I was actually going through my brain dump book from just even the past couple months. And I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that idea. I totally forgot about that project or that membership idea or whatever, right? And you can really start to assess, like, is that something that I still want to work on? Is that something that I'm like, oh no, that's a poop idea. Like, I don't want to keep that anymore. Or is it something that, right, you want to migrate into the future? So every quarter, I usually take about one to two hours. And lately, it's been more like two hours. And I go through all of these past brain dumps. And again, I'm crossing things out that have been completed. I'm putting a star by thing or I'm highlighting things that I really want to like keep Um, really getting intentional about my energy level. And like, is that something I want to do in the future? Or maybe I need to like kind of put that on the back burner. And then what I essentially do is I will color code them or I will move them into, in the back of the brain dump book, there's actually a section with a bunch of pages that have a blank brain dump page. And then they have on the right side, there's a page with two columns with lists. So what I essentially do is I go back and forth through all my pages and I start a new brain dump, organizing out all of these ideas from the past quarter of all my brain dump pages. And these could be notes that you've taken or whatever. It doesn't have to be a brain dump. And I take them all and I put them in this new brain dump page and then I organize them from there, right? Like projects that I want to complete in the future, things that I'm thinking about creating. And essentially I'm taking all these ideas that were in like, I don't know what, 90 pages and I'm putting them into one section. And what I like is that in the back of this book, there's those two columns. Then I can kind of organize them into like target tasks on an even more fine level So I'll have one column for my business and then one column for personal, and I can kind of start mapping out where those things are going to go. And that really helps my brain because then I can look at that and then, you know, depending on the day or my energy level, I can be like, what do I want to focus on? Where are these things going to go? And then more importantly, all those things, right, are then going into my next content plan, my next, you know, 
uh, sprint session, whether that's two, four weeks, 60 days, 90 days, whatever, depending. Um, If you haven't listened to my last episode, episode 112, I talk about how I created all the things, like four journals and six courses um, over the past two years and what that time management kind of looks like. But essentially, then I'm taking all these ideas that I have and then I'm breaking them down, organizing them. So what I'm giving myself the gift of is now I don't have to go back through that brain dump book, right? Now I don't have to go back through that and I can just look at this one page and know that this one page contains everything I'm going to need moving forward and I have reviewed everything from the past quarter. You know what I'm saying? So like you're really freeing up a lot of mental energy and you're also freeing up that like FOMO fear where you're like, did I forget something? Or, oh, I thought I had an idea last November or whatever. You can go into this page and be like, everything is there because I've taken one to two hours and went back through all of my past ideas. Does that make sense? That is a project that I'm working on today. And again, every time I do this, every quarter, it's always amazing to me. I'm looking at it right now. How many things I totally forget about? Like I have these journal and planner ideas that I'm creating. Um, I have some products that I want to create. And again, right, I'll mention these to you guys. I don't know if they're going to happen, right? Because it depends. I could change my mind. But that's what the brain dump is for, is really getting out all these ideas and then really figuring out what's my focus project going to be, right? Like again, in the last episode, 112, seriously go listen to it if you haven't already. The reason why I'm able to get so much done and create what looks like so many courses and journals and planners and whatnot and episodes is because I'm creating focus sprints, right? I'm not doing five projects at once. I'm getting clear on what's my next project and then I'm working on that until completion and that's the only thing I'm working on, right? In my business until completion, right? Obviously, there's other little minute little tasks I do throughout the day and week. I have client calls, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to the bulk of my work, I'm figuring out my focus project. So that is one of the ways that I do that by taking time every quarter to go back through all of my brain dumps and all of my creative ideas. Tip number three, every quarter, it's a great time to go through and deep clean your office or your workspace, whatever that looks like for you, okay? Deep clean it. I mean, chances are that something has piled up in this space, be it papers, random pens, dust on the back of your computer, right? Crumbs on your desk from late night work sessions, no judgment. That happens to me too. It's a great time to get out those Lysol wipes and go to town. Nothing feels better than a clean desk for a clear mind. It's also a wonderful time to change up decor, right? Or is it some time is it time for some new flowers? Has the season changed? Probably if you're doing this every quarter, right? Might you be more productive if you move your desk and have it facing the door instead of the window? This is something I've done in my new office and I love it. I now face the door. So anytime like, uh, you know, my dog walks in or my husband walks in, it's going to be like, yes, can I help you? It just feels more formal and I feel like I, I'm in this mindset to get more done. Deep clean your office. This is something I'm going to be doing uh, the next over the next couple days too is really, really deep cleaning because, you know, you'll do that weekly clean, but there's something about really taking time in your office space to be like, do I need to reorganize things? Would it make more sense to have a journal or a planner in a certain desk or in a certain drawer? What am I using on a regular basis, right? Like there may be certain projects or you may be done with a work sprint or a focus project. And maybe that means that you don't need the same kind of tools and materials that you've been using the past quarter within your reach on your desk. 
maybe you're reading some different books or maybe you're in a different phase of research for your business. Like maybe you've been reading a bunch of mindset books and now you're like, I want to read a bunch of minds or uh, marketing books. So maybe you're changing the books that are on your shelf directly next to your desk that you see every day, right? These things are crucial and there's something really fun about changing up your space and your environment that can trigger so many different creative ideas and really boost your productivity, right? Because we get used to our surroundings so easily. How many times have you put like a post-it note on your computer to remind yourself of something? And then after about a month, it just becomes something you see all the time, right? And you don't, it doesn't really like catch your eye. So changing your background of your desktop, all these things kind of fall into this area of what I mean when I say deep clean and reorganize your office or your workspace. I'd also love to hear from you. Like, what are you, what do you do every quarter? What do you do when you need like a refresh in your office? What are you doing? Are you changing up decor? Are you changing up stuff on your walls? Do you change the lighting? Like, what do you do? I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Come tag me on Instagram. I'm at Mindful Productivity Blog. Let me know what you do to kind of keep things spicy in your office to keep your creativity flowing. Number four, you guys. Now, if this isn't something that you're already doing on a weekly basis, then this may become something that you need to start doing on a weekly basis. But if you're intentional about checking in on this, then this is something I do every single quarter at an even bigger level. And that is making sure that all of your important files are backed up. Last year, my Mac hard drive was completely wiped during an attempted system upgrade. I don't remember which upgrade it was, but I was like, yeah, I'll upgrade to the new blah, blah, blah. Upgraded it. The Mac wouldn't start. I was on hold with Apple support for like six hours. Bless them. They did everything they possibly could have done. It was just a horrible glitch malfunction. He said this happens in like one every like, I don't know, a couple thousand times people try to do an upgrade. It definitely made me a little worried, right? But the at the end of the day, it was like I had to come to the hard conclusion that it wasn't going to be salvageable. Now, I was pretty upset. I mean, there was definitely some files on my desktop and a couple things that I just totally lost. However, the good news is that I have an external hard drive that my husband bought for me a few years ago, and everything gets backed up on that. Everything gets backed up on that at least every three days. If I'm working on something, if I'm creating course content, then basically every time a video is done, that thing's going on a hard drive, right? So having an external hard drive is something I completely recommend that you're doing in your business. I mean, especially if you have course content or, you know, um, really important documents that you're using with clients and stuff like that, you want to make sure that stuff's backed up. God forbid that something happens and you lose that stuff and then you have to recreate it. And if you're anything like me, like I look back at some of these videos and stuff that I created for my different programs when I was like in a creative zone and it would be really hard for me to recreate that, right? It'd be like asking a famous artist to like recreate a painting. Like sometimes you just get in these zones where it would be almost impossible to recreate something. So back that shit up, okay? Back it up. Um, I also back up all of my course materials and business assets. Basically, a business asset to me is anything of value, anything that I'm selling, anything that's part of a course or part of a coaching program, anything like that, videos, worksheets, you name it. Those all get backed up to a Google Drive on top of my external hard drive. And then I also host videos on things like Vimeo. So all of my videos are in multiple places, right? It's so important that every quarter you're checking to make sure that all of these things are still in existence where you've put them. So you're making sure you that your backup is all there. 
you're making sure that you're backing things up again. So again, the quarterly check-in is really just making sure that things are still where you've put them. But I really recommend every, at least, at least, at least every week, okay, like a Friday, choose a day that you are backing up stuff in your business. Because if you lose your files or you can't access old files, you're going to be SOL. And I really don't want that to happen to you. Okay. Um, I also do this when I'm recording podcast episodes and I go into the workflows and all of this inside my course, pretty simple podcast. But essentially every time I upload or I'm done recording an episode that gets uploaded into a Google drive. And I also throw it on my external hard drive so that there's multiple places that all of my podcasts are saved. So not only with my podcast host, right, but other places as well, because you just never know and you want to make sure that you're secured and safe that way. Again, this isn't something sexy, right? But check in on everything every quarter. It's a great way to hedge your bets and make sure that everything is in working order so that you can have peace of mind when you your head hits the pillow every night. Okay, number five is to run through your current products, your courses, your coaching programs, whatever you sell, right, in your business, and see what can be improved. It's also a great time to kind of check and make sure everything's working okay. Every now and then, there'll be like a course video that's like just not, just like some reason not playing, right? This is a great time to kind of check in on that. So I go through my courses. um, I actually go through most of my courses every month, and just make sure every single video is playing, that all the worksheets are there. Every now and then I miss something, right? Or I'll get an email from a student. And then like within a matter of hours, we get that fixed up and rolling. But this is a great time to check in and make sure that everything is running. But it's also a great time to make sure that things and check in and see how things can be improved. Because I'm a big believer that just because you've sold a successful course, you've had a successful launch, your students are happy, that doesn't mean you're done. I am always looking for ways to improve my courses and make my students even happier. To me, even if my students have just bought a course for $97 and that's it, I always want to find ways to improve that experience for them, right? Sometimes that means adding more content. Sometimes that means improving and tweaking the content that's already in there, but really get creative with ways that you can improve things. And this is a great way to do that is to reach out to your students. I love to pull my Facebook group students. I love to send them messages individually and be like, hey, have you been going through the course? What's your experience like? Is there anything I could do to help you get started? If you haven't started yet, check in with your students, ask for feedback. I have a form that I put at the back of every single one of, or at the end of every single one of my courses that asks students for feedback. And this is also a time every quarter where I'll kind of go through and see like which students have completed the course, but maybe haven't uh, submitted feedback. I'll reach out to them and be like, hey, like, how's it going? How's life going? Like, hey, if you get a chance, I'd love for you to fill out that feedback form because it helps me improve the course. So that's a great thing to do every single quarter. Um, And it never hurts to give students a nudge to complete those forms as well, right? It helps everybody, helps them too. This is also that time to see what you can improve. So I'll give you an example. Uh, A while back, I decided to create a new bonus workshop inside of Publish With Purpose. Now, this is my course where I teach students how to create, format, and self-publish their journal on Amazon in 60 days or less. And a lot of my students were asking me, about how to create a planning party, like a a workshop, something I hosted when I launched the Mindful Productivity Planner. They not only wanted to know like how I did it and like what to think about and consider, but also like the tech behind it. So I decided to go through 
and create a 50-minute workshop on how to structure one, how to record it, all the different tech tools that you could use, how you can host it live or pre-recorded, how to build hype around the event, right? And now that's something that's an added bonus for current students inside Publish with Purpose. And it's also now a new bonus, right, for students that are joining the course. So again, every single quarter, it's like, how can I improve my courses? How can I improve my student experience? And this is something that you can do regardless of what business you run, right? Maybe you're a coach and you're you're life coaching your students uh, or your clients, rather. There are definitely ways that you can improve on that experience for them, whether that's onboarding, right? how they get their forms, how you get their feedback. Uh, If you're having them fill out forms before your coaching calls, there's always ways to improve that experience for them. Or there's maybe something that you want to start doing, right? So after I published my journals, that's something I started doing was my coaching clients now get my journals and my planners and we kind of use those in sync with coaching. So again, every quarter, take time to just check in on your courses. I'm not saying that every quarter you need to add more content, more content to your courses, but there's probably something you could tweak, probably a few more details you could add that would really help your students and your clients out and make that experience that much more valuable for them. All right, you guys, that is today's podcast episode. Five things that you can check on and organize in your life and business every single quarter. I hope this was helpful. I hope you got some new ideas. Most importantly, I hope you take action. Please come on over to Instagram. I'm at Mindful Productivity Blog. Tag me in your stories or in your post. Let me know you're listening because I have no idea who you are unless you let me know. So come on over to Instagram. Send me a DM. Shoot me an email. Get a hold of me however you want to. I'd love to know who you are, what you're working on inside your life and business. And let's get to know each other a little bit better. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for being here. And as always, you can find more resources and everything I mentioned over at mindfulproductivityblog.com. Have a good one, you guys. Talk to you soon.